Good people. What up, what up? Pull up a chair, join us at the Hip Hop Roundtable. We are back again. Trump did not shut us down. Uh, I know it has been a while since we've, since we've been on, but we are back. Uh, this is Landon Hill on the mic, raspy voice and all. Sounding like Jada. It's all it's all bad up here. Jada, um, Jada Kiss, not Jada Pinkett. Yeah, Jada Kiss. No, right. no, oh, not Jada Pinkett. It sounded like, like Jada Kiss. Um, hey, no, no shots at, at, at the lovely uh, Jada Pinkett. That's wrong with Jada. We um, just don't want to sound like Jada. Yeah, I just, that's, not, that's not what it sounded like right now. So, um, yeah, but we, we still going to be on. Y'all probably hear a few coughs, a throat license or whatnot. Um, but we still going to make the episode happen. Um, directly in front of you, though, of course, we got Mr. Mylon Drake. What's happening with you, sir? Oh, man, you already know what it is, man. In the building and in these streets trying to save these kids on a day off. You know, they are, you know even on an off day, kids got to get saved. They got to get saved. It, it don't stop. And then, of course, uh, on in, in, in L.A., uh, by way of Long Beach, controlling the whole Southern California region. Oh, yeah. Um, we got young Dev in the building. What's going on, sir? Young Dev in the building. Stay in the building. Uh, I had to work on a holiday. So, you know, I'm always in the building at this point just so I can continue. See, with the holidays even so I can spread out to the streets when I'm done, you know. So, uh, but I got today off, you know, being that it's Black Friday. I, I, I took it because of that black portion of the Friday. So, you know, I worked yesterday, but don't have to work today. For sure, for sure. Um, and so, uh, you know, before we, we get into the episode, all the places y'all can reach us. And again, people, I'm sorry. I know my voice probably sounds horrible in your in your ear your drum. voice is fine you just um, acknowledge that you sound like the top five dead or alive brother <laughs> so i think your voice i'm just saying if you like jada music maybe you know it doesn't matter you know, he said top five but, dead or alive and uh, not, not if you like me he just said if i am i'm just saying brother i'm not saying that i am just i'm apologizing because i know your ear people's eardrums probably like all distorted now yeah, like oh snap he sounds not. like one of the greatest mcs ever who is it? well maybe you know what i mean get our get our podcast sell games up you know what i mean um but uh, you can catch us on, um, you get every single episode at hiphoproundtable.podbean.com. Um, again, hiphoproundtable.podbean.com. Every single episode we've ever recorded is on there. So you can catch up if you need to. Um, we're at a little bit over 50 now. So go ahead. Start from number one. You'll, you'll catch up relatively quickly. Um, we also uh, are on iTunes. Just search Hip Hop Roundtable on iTunes. You'll find us there. Search Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we keep all the latest news, all the latest everything up there. Place for discussion. Uh, we definitely hit back <coughs> when folks post, so check us there. Um, you can send any requests, any feedback, any anything to hhrtpodcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast on uh, Instagram uh, to prove that you two are both in the building and in the streets as you say that you are. Where can they find y'all on social media to uh, to get that proof? Uh, you can find me on <clears throat> Instagram as well, Mr. Drake, uh, M I S T E R Drake forty four at Instagram. Uh, well, it's not at Instagram. I just threw that in there on Instagram, uh, Mr. Drake. Same spelling on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, that, that's when I'm not in the streets and not in the building saving kids. You can find me there. So, and young Dev, where can they find? Uh, Catch me on Instagram, uh, Devy Dev two four seven D E V Y D E V two four seven. 
And also on Facebook, just search my name, Devin Howard, and you can catch me on there. Mainly uh, out and about, because uh, I usually only post things with me and my wife. Um, but definitely in the building, so that'll be my proof, is that you don't see too many pics in the streets. So so he's not in the streets. He's, he he was in the streets, and then he left. Strictly in the building. Was no, trying to get clear. back, but you won't see pictures of him in the streets. Because I'm, I'm so busy. In the, the building. building. In the building. He's busy, he's in, busy the building. in the building. Not in the streets. So he's not busy in the streets anymore, although that's where he's aiming to get back to. It's, a, it's confusing people, but it's, watch the journey. Of Debbie. Um, it's, a, it's a movie coming out. The journey yeah, of, the of, of, yeah. of Debbie Day. Yeah, it, it, it all makes sense. Um, you can catch me on uh, Instagram uh, at Podcast Slippers. Um, again, if you haven't been listening, just got to start from the beginning. It'll make sense eventually. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, just Landon Hill. Um, or, uh, yeah, I am on Twitter. I haven't been on there in a long time, though. As I get that back going again, I'll mention that. Um, but anyway, in the meantime, uh, as we talk about uh, social media and following and followers and things that boost our egos and all of that good stuff, uh, we're actually going to talk about the role of the ego um, in hip hop, or is it ego at all? That's, I guess, what we're going to try to um, try to make sense of today. <clears throat> Excuse me, people. So, um, you know, looking at the recent um, events that are Kanye West. Kanye West are events in and of himself <laughs> nowadays, it seems like. The walking um, ahead. Yeah, it's just, you know, he, he, he doesn't just have moments. Kanye West are, he is multiple events at, at different times. Um, you know, the most recent rants that have... Uh, kind of caught national attention um all of which happened in this general area where, where we are in the in the bay area or just outside sacramento does not should i make i'm not even gonna make enemies of sacramento and say that they're not part of the bay area y'all close enough it's, it's all good we, we got love for y'all too but um you know in san jose sacramento kind of went on some different rants that uh caught national news and attention um he actually canceled a show out here. He ended up canceling a show in L.A. Um, because he uh, was hospitalized. Or maybe I think he might have canceled before he was hospitalized. But, um, you know, one of the biggest things that caught headlines was him basically saying that he would have voted for Trump uh, had he... Uh, had he actually voted. Had he actually voted. He would have voted for Trump. Um, he did go on to try to um, explain some of um, what he meant by that. But... Um, you know, just looking at what those events, you know, or again, at, at what he said and what his comments were and, you know, the storming off the stage and only performing three times and, you know, him running for president in 2020 and all of these things that have come along with these most recent rants and other rants of Kanye's, um, some of which we've discussed uh, previously. Just first want to kind of get this conversation started with you two um, sharing your uh, initial reactions to the Kanye rants. Um, and so we'll start with Young Dev. Um, just what was your first thoughts or takeaways from um, from Kanye and his most uh, his most recent rants? Yeah, my my initial reaction was um, honestly, I was like, okay, you know, just another rant. It it, it kind of became normalized for me, um, and just him speaking. And honestly, though, from from it being on the concerts and him not performing. I was always almost like, yeah, this dude is tripping. Like he he's he's pretty much using people for their money at this point, or maybe that's just how he feels, or maybe maybe it could be a little uh, 
a little medical thing where it's just like he feels like nobody hears him as he's really trying to speak some some really mess like some really bountiful message messages and stuff that people need to really listen to but honestly uh over the time especially over the history of his ranting he kind of for me created a, a character of himself or kind of like how kobe did once he became that villain and started doing the mamba faces and all that stuff like that i kind of put kanye in the same category and hip-hop is just being that person who just rants and stuff now so to hear him that he had to check into a hospital for some kind of psychiatric um condition i was like oh yeah that was pretty surprising to me because i was expecting him to honestly be used to it uh being this this new character that that's the villain and and, and just keeps ranting at places so it was it was honestly a surprise for me that he actually had to check in but I was I was thinking it was just another one of those days to me honestly. Uh, for me, I agree with uh, with Devin there. Some some of some of the stuff is just over over time. It's just been like okay, it's just what Kanye does. And if you're foolish enough to buy a concert ticket to see this brother, then so be it. Um, but I will. With that being said, I will. I was also touch on it later how after further you know I don't want to say diagnosis but maybe after looking into some of these rants deeply and trying to determine whether they are rants or they are cry you know as, as David saying are they a cry for help are they just you know in the the exploration or the the, the revelation of the reality of life and the world that we live in and the, the, the rap industry in general, it's just too much for this brother. Uh, it's, it's, it's too deep for him to recognize what he recognizes, you know, as it was for Frederick Douglass. Once he learned how to read slavery had a whole different meaning before it was just a way of life. But then he started reading and started getting knowledge and understanding of what was happening around him. He was like, wait a minute, this is, this is not cool. And uh, so I, I believe that is a thin line between a rant and uh, a cry out for help. And I think that sometimes rants can be because I'm crying out for help and crying out for help can be I'm ranting. Um, so with that comes the ego of some of these artists as well. Um, the ego to survive, the ego to necessarily um, to claim to be the greatest which goes beyond just the hip hop bravado to a much more deeper. I know I, you know, I hate myself and I don't think highly of myself. Therefore I say the opposite uh, and just with, without any claims, without any evidence, just, I, I just want to make you think that I think I'm awesome. Um, it, it, it can be deep or it can be simplified as is everybody in, in, you know, a, a lot of, People in the in the rap game think they're they're more than they are. So, uh, but hopefully we'll we'll delve deep over the next uh, hour or so and uh, peel back some of those layers. Yeah, I I, um, <clears throat> I, I agree with both of you um, in many respects. Uh, you know, to to Dev's point, I think that Kanye's brand at this you know at this point has kind of been like I'm just gonna say the most it's not even outlandish, but it's like <clears throat> I'm gonna say the, the the most divisive things that I can, while still 
while still saying some some very insightful things, right? And I think this is part of what we talked about <clears throat> in the last uh, episode was there's some stuff where Kanye says and it's like, that. yeah, that's actually true. And then I would have voted for Trump if I <laughs> had a vote. It's like, dude, okay, like, why? Like, why are you doing this? But to your point, Dev, I think part of it is like, you know, I'm the villain now. This is what I've become known for, so I'm just gonna keep doing it, right? And and like literally, I, you know, like I was telling you all before, I remember there was a few folks who I think I think he had a show in San Francisco, and I knew a couple of people that went. And I was like, "Yo, did you get a?" You know, I asked one person at least that went. I was like, "Oh, did you get a Kanye rant?" Because I'm just thinking like at this point, like that's part of what when I buy a ticket. Like I need to hear. Like, you know, all falls down and I need to get a good rent. Like, that's just what I'm expecting to get now. And they were like, no, not really. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, I would have been kind of disappointed. Like, and not literally. Like, I would have loved, I would love to go to a Kanye. I've been to one Kanye concert. It was him and Jay-Z. It was a Washington Throne concert where I just got a great performance. But, again, knowing who Kanye is and who he's become, it's like, yeah, a rent is probably... It's going to happen at some point, a good five, ten minute rant. Um, you know, now what he did in Sacramento became the extreme where you get three songs. He rants for longer than he performs and then he just walks off stage. That's something that's a little bit different. And so when you hear that, you know, oh, he was, you know, his, his physician, whoever it was, said that he had temporary psychosis because of dehydration and lack of sleep it's like all right maybe that played a part in it but we've also seen that like this is not outside of you know the realm of possibility for what kanye might do given who given what he's done recently right so i didn't i wasn't necessarily surprised by it but i do think that it just further kind of perpetuates like the notion that like He's just this super egotistical, arrogant dude who <clears throat> I think we all love and respect for what he has done. But more recently, we don't know what he's going to do um, or we don't know what he's going to say. And a lot of it seems like really outlandish. Um, but I also, you know, I, I, I and I don't know how far how much of this has become just ego versus it's just you know, I've kind of gone crazy, right? Um, and and Mylon, you know, you made this connection earlier, so and, and I I think I understand it, but just so that everybody else kind of here is able to hear it, can you explain how you see this kind of dynamic of like ego versus going crazy, being crazy, being crazy, <laughs> being crazy, um, with the industry influence mixed in, like what all that looks like as it pertains to Kanye West and then kind of parallel to Lauren Hill. So when, when Lauren Hill released, uh, the very popular in my library, uh, Lauren Hill unplugged live album, where she recorded it fully acoustically folks. This was slightly after a little bit of a hiatus, uh, after she, you know, the, the world acclaim of uh, miseducation of Lauren Hill, and then there was this oh, Lauren Hill li- live and unplugged. 
I mean, unplugged, a live performance. Uh, Maxwell had done one. I think Jay Z and the Roots had done one. So it was like, oh, this is this is going to be amazing. And she got out there, performed strictly with a guitar. She had a raspy voice similar to that of uh, of uh, Landon here. Uh, and AKA Jada. AKA Jada. <laughs> AKA Top Dead. Top five dead or alive. Um, I hate you. <laughs> hashtag L Hill DOA. Uh, put that in your uh, next hashtag. So he was. Not he was. Yeah, so Kanye was. At one point, I believe that Kanye got that same revelation because what what Lauren Hill was talking about during that performance, in between songs during skits, they weren't considered rants at that time. They were just conversations with the audience where she was saying she just discovered herself being a zombie in this industry. Uh, the things she having to do to sell her soul and not necessarily anything uh, sexual or anything of that nature. It was... You know, I'm not being a mother to my children. I'm not allowing, um, I'm allowing this this job to push me to the to the point where I don't even bounce my kids on my lap because I don't want to mess up my dress and I can't give my kids any love and affection because I have a performance and I don't want to get makeup, redo my hours and hours of makeup. Like I was living as, according to Lauren, and I'm summarizing as a, as a zombie in to the industry, and and once you are have the opportunity to recognize the industry's ills, it can be disturbing to know what's happening, what's what the plan is, and even when you try to be, which I think Kanye is, he, I mean, imagine rec- waking up and recognizing that racism is real, and then spending your every day, every waking minute in your life trying to destroy it. You're going to come off looking crazy at times because you're going to be the guy standing in line at Starbucks and feel like you didn't get served because the guy behind the counter, he he saw two people and he pointed to the white guy first. It may really be racism, but the fact that you point that out, mm-hmm. the fact that you are constantly talking about it every day, all day, every day, is those who aren't as entrenched in the, the struggle for racism or the fight against racism are going to look at you crazy. And so I think that's where Kanye has struggled. He's been both egotistical because he's in a blood sport, which is the the hip the industry where you have to. It's there is no there's no room for nice guys. So you have to come off aggressive, and <clears throat> I'm the best. I'm way better than this dude because that's just how it, the bravado is rewarded. But then there's this other side where it's. Hey man, this game is crazy. I'm about to reveal some stuff, and then you are fe- re- realizing in your revelation that nobody else is saying this. Therefore, I'm a genius, and you start saying stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's. I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. I think. Have you ever heard of this word called humility? And you know, so no. But you go back to the hip hop and the bravado. Like humility, there's no place for humility. There's no place for the guy to be like, oh, man, that's what's up. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Jay-Z, you feel me? Like, hey, I'm glad he took the, the number one spot. I'm, 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 I'm happy to be number three. Like, nobody's doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm always yeah, number I'm one. Not. Every, every, no, there, if you, if you listen to hip-hop, there's like 45 number ones. I mean, even when people are like, I'm the best in the South, like, well, I just heard someone else say that. Until right. you get to the point to where you just name yourself, like T.I., who, who told T.I. he was the king of the South? Mm-hmm. Right. No one. Self-proclaimed. Yes, self-proclaims. Therefore, you you throw it out there, then you 
Some people are going to ask you to prove it. Sometimes they won't. They just be like, oh, man, I was just listening to that new King of the South. Who, who was that? Oh, T.I.? You, you know, that. <laughs> the guy, King of the South. It was the name of his last album. Like, all of those things are, uh, what, the Take the Throne? I mean, or not what? Watch the Throne? Watch, Watch the, throne? the Throne. I don't know. I don't listen to these guys. Come on, brother. I'm you sorry. Know. I, you know, it's... Like what throne? Like nobody's watching you be like, like what are you talking about? No, just just watch the throne, bro. Watch it while I'm gone. And, I'm about to go to the bathroom real quick. Watch the throne. It's and, my throne. <laughs> Get out of here. Um you're far from the greatest. But um <laughs> th- those are all things that, that start this the straddling of the fence between rant, between crazy, between actually having a good point, actually, and to Dude, he's so conceited. All of those things are there. The the reality between them is a blurred line, and I think I just think Kanye is just honestly. I just think he's blurred the line more for himself than anyone else. Because there's people all over the world. Like there's a guy who was like, "Yeah, the world's gonna end in 2000." Yeah. But he didn't look like a freaking. He just we disagreed with his opinion, but he wasn't like, "Man, I'm not going to Starbucks because." The world is in. He was just like, yeah, I'm telling y'all, the world's gonna end in 2000. Y'all gonna see. Use the bathroom in 30 days. Yeah, exactly. He's like, why, why bathe? Kanye's like, why should I take a bath? We all gonna die in approximately like. Okay, dog. Listen. Okay, listen. Uh, you might be right, but we're gonna need a, a little water and soap to touch you. You know what I mean? We, like, why should I take care of my kids? We all like, like he's taking. And so it's like, yeah, you may have this knowledge or this theory of thought, but that does not give you the right to. I paid three hundred dollars for this ticket, bro. Yeah. If this was if this was a TED talk, then yes, you can talk all day. But I <laughs> I really need to hear you perform. I paid three hundred dollars for these seats, and so he's just gotten to a place where he no longer knows mm-hmm. uh, which which side is sanity, which side is insanity, which side is uh, being crazy, which side is having an understanding of the syst- systemic uh, pitfalls of the industry. Like he doesn't know anymore. And so if he doesn't know, when we look at him, we're like, what the f- is going on? Hmm. Well, so then I guess <clears throat> for both of y'all, what would be the... Because like when I look at Kanye, he's always had some level of arrogance, right? And he said that too. Like, you know, you think back to college dropout, like he has the line, you know, um, I use the arrogance as the steam to power my dreams, right? I use it as my gas, or they say that I'm gas, but without it, I'd be last or all to last, right? Like he has that line, which is... Incredible, by the way. Like, that is one of the reasons I fell in love with Kanye. So, he had this recognition at one point of like, yeah, I know either I come across as arrogant or I am arrogant, but I'm doing that because that's what's going to make sure that I get to the top, right? Which I think is what you're, yes. you're talking to at first, right. right? And a lot of people have said that he's been like that from the beginning, from before he even got on. So, this is kind of like, we've all seen this. Right, we've all known this about Kanye, but there's also clearly been this shift, right? Like, there's been a there was a shift from I'm the greatest, like I'm a better rapper than people want to acknowledge. So until y'all see it, I'm gonna keep boasting it myself. Versus now, what you're talking about, Milan, which is like this kind of sense of like I don't know what. You know, I don't. I don't know where I am anymore. I don't know if I'm in reality or not. I don't know if I'm being arrogant or if I'm. Just, I don't know. Um, and so, I guess for y'all, how much of this is 
ego. Like how much of this is just like a Kanye, a, a, a Kanye that already had like a very big ego before people acknowledged him to now just a, a wider and bigger growth in ego. Right. Um, that mm-hmm. has kind of swallowed him up, so to speak. Um, and how much of this is maybe something else, whether it's just like too much of a demand to where he doesn't get enough water and enough sleep. And so he's blurting out crazy stuff. Um, or anything else that you could think of. So, Dad, from your perspective, like how much of this is ego or inflated ego from, uh, uh, you know, a, a Kanye baseline ego already? Right. Um, and how much of this is maybe other factors that we, you know, haven't necessarily taken into into the equation yet? Yeah, j- just going back to college dropout, he definitely had an ego, but what, what I guess kind of kind of counterbalanced that was that he was really speaking the truth. I would say a more percentage at that time than he is in his latest albums. I'll say from the start of 808 and Heartbreakers to me when he took a dive on his conscious rapping, you know, and then he tried to bring it back with a little bit on um, my dark twisted fantasy. But then after that, it was just straight up like we were happy to get conscious moments out of his albums. It wasn't a conscious album with arrogant moments it became an arrogant album with conscious moments you know what i mean so that's the shift that i think we could probably point out um and just thinking about it too um being that he was a conscious person with the ego um i think a a good percent a good amount of it is probably just the industry and and the demand as well because the the pressure I mean, we we first seen it with the paparazzi, and I think now that he is taken as this character, this villain, or even sometimes as a joke or a laugh, like we're so ready to quick to meme him, we're so ready and quick to put him on YouTube to get a million likes, where he's then become like this joke, and he's like, he doesn't want to be a joke now. So it's like even everything that he has as an outburst is like, he's seriously trying to be heard. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's kind of like in that sense now, but he's so far gone. I think even on other aspects of his life, like I don't think being with the Kardashians is a good look. I don't think, you know, a lot of the, probably the things he do now, he, he's not grounded in the sense anymore to even come up with something intellectual and, and, and strategically um, said in a verse or a rant he's just it's like strictly off of emotion now so it's not even as conscious anymore because like we say oh man you could be saying something that's real that's really truthful and really right but because you didn't you know sit on it and really construct it and strategically give it to us in a verse or in a good speech like obama or somebody would he's just strictly doing it off of emotion it's like well we don't even know the meaning of it and you sound crazy right now so it's just really taking a dive over the years to me so it was like a build-up over both um and i think if he stayed grounded he would be able to keep his arrogance with the amount of consciousness that he does have but now it's to the point where everything or surrounding him is kind of like dumbing him down in a sense so that's what i would say is going on with kanye i, I think you pointed you 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 referenced the a couple or several very good points. Um, I, I, I'll I'll peel 
the, the, the second layer or third layer or so off of the, the being grounded <clears throat> and uh, using the Michelle Obama or not the oh, Michelle Obama, the Obama comment that you used. I, there is definitely the problem with it with climbing or you know as Landon knows uh, because he has uh, four degrees that when you go to certain levels of college and uh, you start to slowly but surely leave you know friends family you know cats from the hood you you no longer have that connection you can be from the person who has a PhD that's from East Oakland does not currently, even if they reside in East Oakland, they don't hang out with the same folks that they used to hang out with. They got to they gotta do a paper and a dissertation and study for seven hours. So they're hanging out with people that study for seven hours and have to do dissertations. So it's not that they don't care about those people. It's just that in order to get this work done, I'm doing different things. And that's just a reality. And some of them are able to be grounded by doing other activities like having book clubs or, you know, brotherhood, you know, monthly meetings where they might be in a gang or fraternity of some sort uh, where they can gangbang and do things together as groups. And that's People all. read between the lines. No, no, no. I'm saying, by the way. <laughs> no, there's nothing between the lines. I'm saying that. Remember, who we, this is the mind of Milan, people. This is all hashtag these, MOM. This all is. of these activities bring together an opportunity for folks that, yeah, maybe I was studying for seven hours, but now I'm just hanging with the brothers. And maybe some of them know what I'm going through because they're going through it right now or maybe because they're getting ready to, man, I'm trying to apply to um, my third year at, at Stanford too. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm trying to, I just got into Yale, man. Oh, that's what's up. Like, there's a group. We're still all black. We're still all brothers, but we, we are grounding ourselves because we understand why we're doing this and, and how difficult the struggle is. I'm not into comparing. However, <laughs> Kim Kardashian is no Michelle Obama. <laughs> So, you know, this is a black man who had to take basically the most, one of the, if not the, one of the most powerful positions known to mankind. And we all know, at least as black folks, I can't confirm about any other ethnic group, but black folks know that all, any and everything that you see positive about Barack Obama is because he had Michelle Obama holding him down in the midst of death threats and you know, being lied to and disrespected, all of those things, he had to be able to go home and be like, babe, I, I, maybe this wasn't a good idea. I ain't running for no second term. Forget that. This After this four, I'm out the door. She was like, no, I mean, we, he had a support team. And I agree with you, Dev, like the Kardashians, that's just not, that's not the spot, B. I mean, right. I, you, you, I mean, again, I'm sad about, oh, you don't like, you. everybody ain't got to be perfect. It's like, nah, man, like there's got to be some something in your mind that says, you know what, the young lady who got all of her fame from performing oral sex on a football player—that's probably not a good pick for a wife, let alone an associate of any of any sort. But hey, what do I know? And not just that she's done it, but she has used it. She almost somewhat, what would seem somewhat proudly, in order to level. Yeah, the only reason the only of, reason you see her at the party that you're at. That you're attending is because of her several sex videos. Yeah. But you know what? Will you marry me? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. No, no, no. Yep. And then his, you know, in proof of that, like when his mom died, like I just, 
There was no. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up later too. There was just no. There was nothing that came in to take that place. You know what I mean? Like, I you, you, someone's mom dying, and then you replace that with Kim Kardashian and and the and the lives of the Kardashians. Like, no one is even. I'm not saying this is the right. first thing they did, but this whole like I was robbed, like no one's even talking about that. Be like, it's like, yeah, it happened. Yeah, she was lying, but let's move on. Like, I don't even know what happened. Was she lying? Did she really get robbed? Like, was she? Did she kind of get robbed? But it was a lie. Like, no one's. It's that's just how they get down. There. It's just like, yes, yeah, it's, it's old news, bro. Just move, move on. We've all gotten over it. Yeah, I mean, I so I. You know, I think that a lot of this, I think it, I think there are multiple things that, that play into this thing with Kanye, right? I think I agree with both of you. Milo, I'm glad that you brought up his mom because I, I said to everybody, I think that was the first time that I saw a big shift was like, Kanye's mom died and I don't think that dude knew what to do. I, and I can't, there's no way I could fault anybody for that, right? It's like, I don't know, I can't imagine what that's like. Um... You know, especially the way in which it was very abrupt. So I could imagine that it takes some some sort of psychological toll. Um, <clears throat> so I I I I preface all my comments by saying like I recognize that that I think is a big part of everything that has happened for Kanye or that Kanye has done since his mom has died. I think that that plays somewhat of a part. I also though do believe that. There is this arrogance that Kanye has that has suited him and benefited him a great deal that has allowed for him to get to where he's gotten. Um, but that any, I think that he um, has not, he does not understand or has not learned. And again, I'm, I, this is just from the outside looking in. I'm not going to pretend to be in his head, but just from the outside looking in, it would appear that before, because he was using that arrogance, because there was nobody that believed in him, it was almost like this needing of, we. I think we all need people to believe in us in one way or another. We need folks who support us. We need people to be in our corner, right? And depending upon the level of things that we're trying to do, we need that much more support. I think for what Kanye was trying to do to get into the music industry, which is very cutthroat, which is very... You know, get in where you fit in. There's not going to be a lot of people who are going to like give you a leg up. I think that he needed <clears throat> probably more support than he had outside of like his mom. Like, I, well, I'm going to be my own cheerleading squad. Like, I get it. But once you have gotten to the point where you have literally millions of people that will support you in nearly everything that you do. And yet you continue, not just continue, but you uh, you go even further with the way in which you attack certain issues or problems or try to get your voice to be heard. I think that's when the ego takes over because you're not realizing that's that. All like, you got. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. dude, like, one, if you just scale it back a little bit, people may actually be willing to hear you out with the fact that he's not willing to do that and the fact that I have something so important to say that everybody must listen as opposed to recognizing like, I have millions of people listening. Like there's, I think there's one thing if we're like, yo, we're doing this podcast, like, you know, yeah, we got some, we got 
we have a very, I, I think at least we're starting to get a very loyal kind of group that, that interact with us and listen and all of that. But uh, we also don't have Kanye, you know, the same amount of people listen to us that Kanye does, right? So as we try to amass mm-hmm. more people, it's like, okay, we're getting more support. Kanye, you have millions of people. So the fact that like, no, if you're not, if you're the one out of three million that's not listening, like I'm going to continue to get even louder and bigger until you listen, like that becomes a problem. And I think that that's where, to me, like where the ego is, is like he refuses to cater to the folks who are listening to him and rather focus on the folks who aren't, although the majority is probably people who are. Right, and I think that's kind of like where the ego has come in, and yeah, then he, he doesn't. Yeah, I mean that he doesn't have a an end goal. Like, what is your like? Do you want people to hear your message, or do you just want to be right about the message? Yeah. Like, what's your end right, goal? Yeah. If your end goal is getting the message out, I got a crazy idea. Make some dope ass music. <laughs> stop putting out this garbage, and then tell me <laughs> if you guys don't understand that this is the dopest album ever, then you're a freaking idiot. Like, okay, so did you make it for me? Yeah. Or did you? You know, it's the safety pin post-Trump situation. Like, if I tell you as the one that you feel like, oh, I'm out here supporting all black and brown people, and if black and brown people tell you, yo, that safety pin idea is whack, are you going to be a, get a, is your job to be offended by that fact? Or is it to just, okay, what, what, what could be better? How could I better, you know, lead or serve or represent you? That's fine, but what is your end goal? He doesn't have one. I think Dev. I think both of you touched on that. He mm-hmm. just doesn't. I don't know what you're doing right now. Yeah. Like you're one minute you're here, and I kind of agree with you, what you said. But the fact that you're standing on top of my car saying it right now in the middle of a freeway stopping traffic, I don't know which one I should focus on more. You know, and I think that's the problem is that like he because he doesn't have an end goal. It comes across as just super, I mean, super egotistical and, you know, no, he wants everybody to listen and it's only making less people, <laughs> make, making less people listen, like, right? Like, ultimately. Um, but, but and, you know, to your point, Miley, you, you made this point, uh, I think, while we were off air, like, with regards to Lauren Hill, you know, when you were talking about, you know, her not being able to hug her kids or being able to spend time with them or whatever, like, part of her kind of rebellion against this whole thing of... There's an issue with the with the industry. The industry is trying to consume me. It built this ego. So the way in which for me to strip this down is to or to to kind of rebel against this is to no pun intended is to if you listen to the Lauren Hill live album that Mylan talks about so often you'll get that pun. But uh, it's not so much to um, be late just to be late, but it's like. Well, no, I'm not conforming to what you want. So, like, yes. if the industry says I got to be here at eight, like, I'm going to show up at 10. But the flip side of that is your super, your ego is getting in the way of you recognizing that there are people who are literally waiting here. And so now you have them kind of waiting on you hand and foot to get into the door for they paid for a performance for X number of hours. They still have work the next morning. They have kids at home, just like you have kids, right? They have all of these things. But yeah. your ego is so <clears throat> focused on your agenda that it then comes at the expense of others, right? And so... Even the loyal fans, like we said, there's some loyal fans there, too. Yeah. The people that might be with whatever you're trying to do, and you're still, you know, just 
like you said, at the expense of making them mad or making us feel like you don't want to spend the money anymore. And they're like, we're, we're the loyal ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, and I think that's the, you know, that's that's the thing where this ego lies is that everybody in <clears throat> in recognizing or trying to figure out the way to like game the system, so to speak, or, you know, show how smart or wise they are, or how they're going to get over. Have they taken into account how that really ends up affecting like the audience or the consumer, at least in these cases. But Mylan, and, and I, I mean, if you could introduce this as well, you know, you mentioned how the how ego kind of plays a role in these other spaces as well, right? Like you mentioned, I think you mentioned like Drake and Meek Mill, um, you know, some other folks where there's clearly ego involved there as well. When, uh, Very when different. Huh? Made comments when Joe Budden made the comments. I know. Yeah, was, yeah, oh, like yeah. Joe, you know, all of that. But if you could, I think. You know, if we could introduce that topic as well, because I think that's another form of ego that we haven't really touched on yet um, that I think would be good to introduce, too, just when we look at how hip hop kind of houses all of these egos in the same space. Yeah, there was a there was a point where Drake said this is like 2015. I was reading an article and Drake said something along the lines that, well, all I know is if I die today, I'm going to be a legend. I'm legendary. And this is 2015, and depending on the time, he may or may not even had his third studio album out. And if that was the one with him, now the one with him, just his, uh, with his head is in the clouds, or it's like him, one album has a picture of his, him facing. Uh, I think that, I think that was out. I think that might have been out. That might have been out. I don't think so. I think. I can't remember. I feel like yeah, it had to be 2015. Or it just come out because yeah, that's what I'm saying. Depending on the time of the article, but um, so his conversation, if you ask him, he's you know he, you know six god. He's he's he makes indications uh, and not subtle. That they had, by the way, that had that was nothing was the same. That came out in 2013, so that was out. Yeah, so he he, he makes he makes self proclaimed. Um, statements about him being the best. Nothing wrong with that if you're in truly indeed or you know putting up the numbers. Like Michael Jordan has this is one of the reasons why I don't I'm not a fan of Michael Jordan just because I just don't like I mean I don't I'm not from Chicago so I'm not a Chicago Bulls fan. I'm just not I, and plus my favorite team was in the Eastern Conference so at that time he was running running roughshod through my squad so you know it, it, I just don't have, I don't have, and I say, tell people this all the time, I don't have to like this dude. I will forever respect the, the guy, respect him, 100%. So, Michael Jordan never had a problem with being claimed to be the best and or telling you, yes, I'm better than you. I'm better than everybody in this league. What, you want to go see? Let's, let's, you got a ball. Let's, let's go out front. So, when Drake dropped an album in this, this year, and Joe Budden was like, I mean, congrats on the album. It's really subpar. I feel like you disappointed your fans. Um, it's just not a, it's just not hot. It's just not that hotness that we was hoping to get. Now, when you do, he even said this thing. When you do your battle raps, when you're going back at people, those are the type of albums that folks mm. are waiting for. And you drop this and it's crap. Right, right. Drake was offended. His feelings were hurt. And so he came back not getting at Joe Buttons, just responding to the fact, re reiterating, I am the greatest. Mm -hmm. And so, 
ego creates all of the, uh, not a large portion of the beefs today are not based like you know Biggie and Pac had legitimate beef like you know like real you tried to kill me my dude like I don't mm -hmm. like you for that and so I can understand that totally get it but you said something about me or you said that I'm not the best and then T.I. and I agree that T.I. should have held his brother um, Little Wayne accountable for his comments which Little, Mate, Little Wayne's comments were made basically because the person doing the interview in Little Wayne's eyes disrespected him so he felt like he had to say some old ignorant stuff just to kind of throw off the interview which represented an entire nation uh, I mean you got to remember like we don't want Lil Wayne as a representative for all black men but when you on national television saying something and it's about black folks hello representative that's you right <laughs> uh, he said something ignorant T.I. responded again ego wise T.I. I get you you call this brother mm -hmm. fly out to hey Wayne what's up with you you, you busy man, where you, you doing a video man I'm about to fly out I just want to holler at you about some stuff man I don't want to you know put you on blast on you know media I just really want to get at you brother to brother bro don't do that B and, we, we won't. and then if you do that and then he gets he comes at you sideways and you choose like yo just for the record Try, try, to, try to highlight this brother on the on, you know 101 I flew out to his video shoot he got sideways with me we didn't get into a fight or nothing but you know he just he got ignorant so I left but he's not trying to listen I get it but right. to me it's an ego move when you like putting a brother on blast on Facebook or Twitter or whatever like you, dude if you tr what's again what's your end goal is your end goal to get Lil Wayne to see the light or to put the dude on blast mm. If the end goal for Lil Wayne is to get the media person to respect you, then say, you know what? Um, this question wasn't asked uh, here. Or it was asked here, but it was off camera. You said some things that I felt were really disrespectful. And we actually talked about not answer, asking those things, especially if whatever it was. If it was something about his daughter, his marriage, or whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm really not feeling the, the questions moving forward. So I'm not going to get up and walk away. But I'm just letting you know and letting the folks know out there that the reason why these questions aren't being answered is because Shaniqua here was mad disrespectful. You know, and that's it. And just leave it at that. But we have this, the ego pushes us to respond with more ego. And I think both, one or both of you touched on it is the ego is like, you know, in the little shop of horrors, the, the, the little plant would always say, feed me, Seymour. And the more he fed it, the more it grew. And it even got to the point, it, that's why it was called Little Shop of Horrors. It actually has some very conscious points behind it, but he had to start feeding the thing dead bodies. So he had to start killing people to feed the thing. And that's what your ego is doing. You're killing, like, like, like that, like, like um, I think it was, I can't remember which one of you pointed out. Oh, it was you, Landon, about the, the people waiting for you at Lauren Hill at the concert. But you're hurting the folks that are your dedicated mm -hmm. I love Lauren mm -hmm. got you know miseducation of Lauren Hill tatted on their back you know dress mm -hmm. like you talk like you confess to anybody who will listen that Lauren Hill's the greatest MC of all and you are two hours late trying to hurt the promoter or hurt the the systemic uh, infrastructure of the industry but you're really hurting mm -hmm. the people it's a it's a feed me Seymour type of situation yeah you're trying to keep this plant alive but you're inviting people in your house killing them so, mm -hmm. so the plant can live and that is that that is where I, I believe just in that same as crazy as that sounds like that's crazy to kill a, kill people and feed a plant. Well, 
i.e. it's crazy to have a floating stage while ranting about I would vote for <laughs> Donald Trump at a concert. Like, that's just not, this is not where it is. It's just not. And it, I, I, I believe that there's a little bit of crazy in all of us. Some stuff that we've gone through that we may have, may or may or may not have addressed as children or as young adults or even as adults. That being said, being given that national mic um, is, is damaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, um, going back to what he said when Drake responded to Joe Budden about the album, I mean. Mylon had uh, said it offline. That's that's what people used to do in hip hop. It was really to push somebody to come out with better music. And I think in, in Drake's case, it's like he's been feeding what what the mass me or mass fans, people who um, you know we talk about that all the time. Probably like well, for the radio or just for good music. He's doing so much to just feed the the massiveness of the of the industry, the the above ground stuff, instead of actually making good music where he's talking about something. And so that's all Joe Budden was doing. But yet he came out like, look, look what I'm doing. I'm number one. I'm doing this. But like, but yeah, you ain't talking about nothing. So it's kind of like, you know, that that tug and pull where it's like Drake thinks he's doing something, which he is technically, but it's not the substance. Um, is is something that's like candy, yeah, where everybody likes it. You can keep pushing it out, but it's not a good meal. As we, uh, if you go back to another episode, go back, you'll know what the difference between some some sweets and candy and, and what a meal is when it comes to making an album or just rapping. But yeah, Joe Budden is pushing him. He's like, man, you need to go back to cooking. Where he's like, nah, nah, I'm 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 number one pushing this candy, and, and that's the ego where it becomes detrimental to. Uh, I guess, you know, r- real hip-hop heads' eyes because we see that you're capable, like Joe Budden said, when you do the battle raps, oh, yeah, this is the Drake we want to see. But, you know, you, you, it seems like you must be fine and, and very egotistical and pushing this candy for for the kids to listen to and be number one and, and ride the, the money train on. So, you know, I don't know how y'all feel about that, too. No, I think, <clears throat> I mean, like how I kind of see all of this playing together, right? Whether it's Kanye, whether it's Lauren Hill, whether it's Drake, whether it's anybody, right? I think that, I think that really where the ego comes in is your either unwillingness or feeling that you have reached a level where you no longer have to be checked by anything or anybody. Um, so, you know, people can't tell Kanye like, "Yo, Kanye, you're you're going a little bit too far out." Like, so I can't have an interview where he asks like, "Well, but what about this?" Right? Which is just a different vantage point on trying to gain, uh, gain clarification. That is then responded with, "How are you going to ask me anything? Like, I'm I'm Kanye, right?" Lauren Hill. There are people again who have paid money to say, "Lauren, like, we out here for hours waiting for you." It's kind of disrespectful. And it's like, I miss Lauren Hill. Like, you you wait for me if I say wait, right? Like, if Joe Budden says, Drake, your album, dude, I mean, to be the greatest, like, you the hottest right now, <clears throat> it's kind of, this, this is not what I would expect from you at this moment. Like, I'm Drake. I'm a legend already. I could do whatever I want to do. And I think that that's where people feeling as if they have gotten to the point where... 
I mean, because I've reached a certain status or because I'm trying to prove a certain point or whatever is the rationale, nobody should question what I'm doing anymore um, or just question who I am. Like, I think, <clears throat> you know, as as hard as rappers want to be, rap has proved to be one of the most sensitive <laughs> like like rappers have proved to be some of the most sensitive people <laughs> yeah. in the world like honestly like and maybe that's part of the part of the ego is just like the sensitivity around it and like folks just need to be more upfront about that because a lot of every so many beefs have been started about oh such and such that this on the record so i thought he was sub dissing so he said I, a tweet yeah and it's a like tweet, my dude. like and so then we end up with a with a rap beef and then years later, they're like, yeah, we squashed that. You know, he said something on the record. It, really, it wasn't even really about me, but I just, you know, I took it. So we just kept going back and forth. And it's like, what? Now, of course, like, I'm all for good. Like, again, there's competition in rap. So if you just going to go toe-to-toe, let's see who can out-rap who, we can do that even without, like, any real beef behind it. But I think so much of it just comes from the fact that, Folks say, oh, I thought he was dissing me or this happened and, you know, I thought he was trying to do this or I thought she was trying to do that. So I got back at him and it's all because of like this level of one of sensitivity and two, even if they were talking about you again, like somebody should be able to listen to our podcast and say, you know what? I wasn't really feeling that episode. And I could be like, all right, why, why or why not? Like they could give a reason. And I should be able to accept that. Now, again, I could think like it was one of the greatest episodes ever. But as somebody, as as a group, when we're putting this content out, it's for people to either like it, not have, and be able to to express why. But if we come off like, no, we put it out because it's the greatest thing ever. Who are you to question it? We're the greatest podcasters in the world. Like, then that to me is super egotistical. And really for us, it should be, all right, well, either it really what what it comes down for us is to decipher one, is this just not your type of podcast? Or two, could we get better and how? Or three, oh, you said our podcast is whack. We're about to drop a whole bunch of hot new topics and show you why we're the best hip hop podcast out, right? But in mm-hmm. any of those, it's not so much like, no, you can never question what I'm doing. It's just... It, it's going to fall into one of those three categories, in my opinion, in my mind. And so the fact that we have a lot of sensitive rappers who feel as if I am who I am, like, it, there's no, you can't question me, is like, that's the ego. And like, that's where, I think there, I think we see that a lot. I think that's where a lot of this stuff is housed. And I think there's a lot of misinterpretations of stuff. <clears throat> um, and I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about stuff and then that ends up being why we get all of this stuff all of these weird things happening from Mm -hmm. artists whether it be rants or whether it just be little beefs or whether it be you know just people putting out subpar music because they feel like nobody could question them anymore and and i'll ask this question too i mean we can we can claim as far as what we've seen and the reactions that ego is present but do you think it would be as um as revealing or as prevalent without social media because there was a time in hip-hop where no artist would be able to go on twitter and facebook and instagram and snapchat and see a bunch of people talking about them whether it's good or bad you know what i mean and then in the light of even like a joe budden or other rappers 
they might have been saying stuff back in the day, but it was never recorded. It was never put on an article. It was ne- well, maybe magazines and articles at most, but never anything where millions and millions of people can see it and it can actually go actually go viral. So how much does that have to play into it as well, you think? It, I mean, I, I, I agree that it, it wasn't a part of the uh, social norm back in the day. Um, however... It's also not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't give uh, permission to to still be as sensitive, like like Landon is saying. Like, okay, so now somebody tweeted or somebody said something about you. Uh, that's what athletes have. They have ESPN now. So you got cats. I mean, somebody will literally say, "Yeah, you know, uh, I was watching. I was watching ESPN. They said uh, I'm not the best running back in the game. Like, are you or are you not, man? Like, but we live." As we've, you know, argued several times about certain people with um, very poor um, hairlines and how certain people like to make reference to being great and awesome as it pertains to what others think. Like Barry Sanders walked away from the game, in my opinion, as the great one of the greatest running backs to ever touch a football. You can not talk, you don't put Barry Sanders in a conversation. When you go back to the stats in the video, he's going to be one of the greatest. So I don't, it is not about, no one's tweeted about Barry Sanders in I don't know how many years, except like on his birthday. Like, happy birthday to one of the greatest. But like, you know, going back to basketball, like Michael didn't do that, man. Like Michael just, I destroy you at a level that you can't help but acknowledge me. Wilt scored scored 100 in a game. You have you done that? So don't talk about me. That's fine. Oh, today Katie has 64. That's the mo- oh nope, it looks like it says here some guy named Wilt. Ch- yeah, you're going to have to talk about me because I just get it like that. But when you don't when you spend more I think that ego is causing people to spend more time talking about how great they are. And less time about how actual to build a to build a legacy. They spend time saying things like, "I don't care, man. If I die today, I'm a legend." Watch the throne. Right, like you're you're not a legend just because you keep talking about it all the time. Go ahead, Dad. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like you achieve greatness, you don't claim it. But yeah. then that's that's what's weird in the Drake case because it's like, well, is what he's doing achieving greatness? as well as he's claiming it but is it a legitimate achievement at what he's doing like that's that's the question as well too no i i think i mean it's definitely it's definitely the question i think it's never again going back to i'll use somebody not michael jordan because i'm getting a little too michael jordanish uh I, i told you i'm not a fan of that guy but um I'll use Alonzo Mourning. Hands down, the greatest uh, Miami Heat player of all time. Um, my favorite player of all, uh, my my current favorite player, what he, he, Alonzo was, when he was active, was actually my favorite player. I just I just loved his tenacity. I loved the fact that he was, and people are always getting dunked on. It's because I'm jumping, B. You know what I'm saying? I'm jumping. While you watching, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping. This is true. But you also go back and check my blocks. I've got a couple of those dunks too. So yeah, I've got dunked on. That's what happens when you jump. But I don't care. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to get blocks. I'm trying to get rebounds. I'm trying to get double doubles. 
I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get my team a win. Those type of players don't have to go around saying I'm the greatest Miami Heat player of all time. When he walks through Miami, hey Zell, I love you, bro. Like you're totally man, respect you. You're one of the greatest of all time. That's it. Dan Marino. Bef he threw for like 55 million yards. People debated whether he was greatest or not. Joe Montana, in my mind, is still the greatest quarterback of all time. Hey, man, whenever I showed up in, their, in, the, in the marquee red Super Bowl, I won. No one else can say that. Every time I walked into the arena and it said, this game that you're about to play is called the Super Bowl, I won. That's what Mike said. Anytime this game said finals, NBA finals, I won. I didn't. Well, at least we made it. I don't know who started that conversation, but it, was, it wasn't me. And so because of this legacy, building it and achieving it, you can't do that while having a lot of conversation. And the conversation is all action. Legacy is all action. The only the reason why we celebrate the the, the Black Panthers fifty years from from their creation is not because Huey P. Newton walked around saying the Black Panthers is a hell of a movement. Y'all should respect this thing 50 years from now. It's because you did work, B. You did a breakfast program. You did a shoe program. You you did an after-school program so the kids had a safe space. Uh, you, 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 you brought in young people. This was a, a political, uh, well, an anti-political movement that lived off the, not off the backs as if they used, but they lived off the voice of young people. Yo, you're 17. You can be a Black Panther. You're 11. You can be a Black Panther. This, do you get it? And are you about this business? That that is that is why we still talk about them. You can't. I'm not going. to... I mean this with all respect. Like I said, I you know I had the pleasure of being uh, invited to a, a Drake concert. I actually had a good time. Didn't expect to enjoy some of the the, the uh, what do you call them the. The warm-up acts? Uh, I don't want to be... Uh, Future's not... The little, opening the acts. The opening acts. not a warm-up act. Is, uh, but the opening acts, but a <clears throat> couple of them was cool. I get it. Having a good time and enjoying myself, that's, that's, that's not space for, uh, for me to say that Drake is the greatest of all time. You know, because I went to one of his concerts and had a great time. It's all about the work that happens, not the the conversation that happens about the work. Either you do it or you don't. So, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess with, with regards to that question, I would agree. And, um, you know, you think about, I, I think that Drake is an interesting figure here because <clears throat> he's definitely building that. Like when you just think about right. where he is in terms of his career, um, you know, like Mylon said, when we went to that concert, I I don't know many, if any, artists who literally, I mean, he went probably somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes of performing literally one verse from songs that he's put out and had the crowd, crowd rocking the whole time and still did like another two hours of like smash. So... I mean, that alone tells you the type of artist that he is and the type of um, impact that he's had. But at the same time, I think that what the real issue is, is that people, whether it's Drake or anybody else, have come in <clears throat> like, because I have a name, you have to respect me as opposed to 
making folks earn or as opposed to earning the respect of others, especially those who are ahead of them. Right. So, you know, again, we use the basketball. We use the basketball analogies all the time. You think about somebody like Michael Jordan. He had to gain the respect of Larry Bird, of Magic Johnson, of Isaiah Time. Like he had to go through the great teams mm-hmm. and prove like not like I'm here and I'm gonna be a problem. Like even if I don't win, like y'all are gonna know like when you go up against the Bulls, like it's gonna be a hard challenge. Right. And then people start to respect you, right? And then mm-hmm. down the line you end up winning six championships and like people might question you along the way, and then when they do, you prove to them like, nah, like I'm I'm look. Not only have I won three championships now, I've gone up against some of the hardest teams. You ask any of my peers, like, I'm well-respected. You're questioning me, and I'm about to still show you, right? Like, all of those things happen. Nowadays, <clears throat> I think it's, oh, no, I mean, I have a hit single. Like, I'm the guy. and You're welcome. Yeah, like, and there's no, <laughs> you know, so, but then when elder statesmen of hip-hop are like, dog, like, either... That's not really what this was founded on, or you got to do more than a hit single in order to be counted as the great or whatever. And then folks and, are like, "Yo, you're an old head, get out of here!" Like that's and a not, lot of these statements aren't even like heinous, or they're not no. even like something that's again. It's literally almost like a putting a fire under <laughs> you so you can keep producing yeah. good stuff. But it's like, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean that's literally it's like, dude, like I'm telling you, like if if when 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 Michael came out and he played against Detroit and they're like, We're not gonna let you score all these buckets and then he's just like, Why you you're supposed to let me score all these buckets? Like I'm I they're fouling me too hard. Like that's not what he did. Like it, it was like, <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working, I'm gonna keep coming at you until you respect me. Not, I deserve to be respected. Like just off of rip, like you have to, you have to earn it. And I think that again, <clears throat> Drake is a little bit. He's in a weird space because he's kind of built his legacy, but I think he's he's in this lane where there's going to be a lot of people on one end that are like, "Yo, I'm full with Drake. I respect everything he's doing." There's others that's like, "That dude. I mean, he has hits, but he not really." Like he's not being true to hip hop or whatever the, the argument may be, right? But I think that there are a lot of folks who their ego tells them because they made a name, they automatically need and or deserve a certain level of respect within hip hop that they haven't necessarily earned yet. Um, and again, whether it's that or it's <clears throat> again bringing it kind of back to when we talk about Kanye or when we talk about Lauren Hill or whatever, it's this sense that. I can no longer be touched. I'm, per- you know, I, I don't necessarily would say that. I, I'm sure they wouldn't say that they're perfect, but that's how it comes. That's how it comes across. Is nah, like I've I put out two amazing classic albums. Like yes, this is absolutely true, and I think people love you and respect you for it. That doesn't mean that I can't now question why you're doing something else. <laughs> like it, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't do right. that. Like I hope, like I've hoped that I've had some accomplishments in my life. I still have a number of people that would call me out on stuff and I need to be able to accept that. Like, oh, okay, that's how I do it better this time. That's how I do this, do that. I can't just be like, no, I've already, like, what are you talking about? Like, I've done all this other stuff over here. Like, you can't question me anymore, right? And that's where, but hip hop almost invites that a lot of times. It seems like it's like, 
nah, like you, and, and again, maybe, and this may be for a different episode, because I know we got to wrap soon, but maybe the question is, are people in hip hop able to actually get where they are or, or get to, you know, a certain level of success within hip hop <clears throat> while maintaining the level of, I guess, humility that we're talking about, we don't see. Right. Like if folks actually had that or like how many people have that um, that are able to actually be like successful on a, on a high level, like in this game. And like that's uh, maybe that's, a, you know, maybe that's in the follow up episodes of this. But I don't know. I mean, when you look around, there's a lot of folks who, you know, they've kind of come in demanding like I'm the best. I'm the best. And like I'll, I think it's one thing to say it as long as you're willing to back it up. But right. do you actually. Well, no. people, but I mean, the, like, how many people actually have the that challenge? Energy? The challenge with that, <clears throat> before we wrap, is just simply, we we redefine what backing up looks like. So you say I did back it up by, oh yeah, that's I, true. I, I made a smash single. Yeah, I that's mean, true. When you right. when you throw my song on in the in the club, like everybody everybody knows how to nay nay. So therefore, duh, my song "Do the Nay Nay" is the best song that's ever been written. That's okay. Urgh, let's see, we got to work on defining <laughs> what back it up means. Yeah. Um, that's not what I meant. So, to me, and I and I say this, I, and I will find a way to throw this in because this is one of the most tragic examples in sports history. Uh, he who should not be mentioned with the receding hairline of a elderly ninety-year-old man that is still playing basketball. This guy. Cannot Why? he cannot say that he's well? It's not even him. It can't be stated that he is great because it's not about the losses he's had, which have been many, and the championship. It's about when you needed to step up to what we are calling your defining moment. You didn't define anything. It's where I stand right now with one of the with the hands down greatest one, if not the greatest shooter, one of the greatest, definitely one of the greatest, the greatest shooter off the dribble of all time, Steph Curry. Like, I get it, but two championship games, you sir, Stephen Curry have not shown up. Mm-hmm. You have so you you can't go down as like yo, he's the greatest of all. No, you can't because you did not. Where's your flu game? Mm-hmm. Where's your um, Ray Lewis game playing with the dislocated shoulder mm. and not coming out? Where's your Ronnie Lott cut off my thumb game? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming out, Coach. I'm going to stay in. Where is that? We don't have that from Mister um, Magoo hairline, nor do we have it from uh, Steph Curry. We don't have either. We don't have a moment where we can point to like, yo, those dudes. That's why we call them great. I can, there's, set, I, as, again, as much as I don't, I'm not a fan of George, I got, there's a, a hundred moments I can tell you, but that one time, he did that. What did you do? You didn't do anything. And hip-hop isn't doing anything, and hip-hop artists aren't doing anything either, I, I, and I thank Devin for that support. That That's why hip-hop is dead. I know, it's, I was oh, so close. That's, that's why it's dead. <laughs> so people. close, I know so, it's coming. So we can wrap, because Devin has already done all the support <laughs> that we needed uh, with that subject. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah, and, and I mean, and I guess to, just the last thing that I'll say is, I, I, it's not even so much about defining it as for me as much as it is wondering, you know, 
you look at somebody like again going back to the to the Kanye to to the Kanye line like I use my arrogance as a, a gas when they say that I'm gas like right but without it I'd be last so I ought to last it's like if you don't have that to fuel you like could can people in hip hop make it without that level of arrogance and again maybe Kanye is an extreme degree but. Can folks actually make it in hip hop without this level of ego that we're talking about? Yes. I mean, on a on a large scale, I think confidence. we can put, I think confidence. Yes, yes. Yeah. arrogance. No. Okay, and that's you got to be confident, okay. but you, you can't be arrogant. Ego is just it. Ego has torn down empires, so it will it's tear true. you down too. It's I mean, it's, it's not about you. Well, I I can be egotistical, and see, bro. It has destroyed mm. entire countries, bro. So. Mm. It's a it's a it's a real thing, and you just don't need to be egotistical. You just need to be confident, which Mike Jordan, Michael Jackson, in my opinion, embodied confidence on stage. Mm. He was extremely humble off the stage. Michael Jordan embodied confidence on the court and complete arrogance off the court. Like yes, just, I agree. He's I, an arrogant dude, I, but I at agree. the end of the day, he beat backed me. It up. Yeah, he backed it up. I <laughs> like, agree. So everybody's not going to be that. Everybody's not going to be that, and that's what I'm. And that's why I think some folks fall into this awkward space of, I talk big, kind of, and, and that's where we see it in Hairline, dude. Like, he's like, kind of talking like he's the greatest. <laughs> why does he not have kind, a name anymore? Because his hairline speaks for itself. But no, he kind of talks like he's the greatest, but kind of, I'm very humble, I don't want that. Kind of, you can't beat me and I cheat and I pull your shorts when no one's looking. Kind of. I don't need the refs to win my games. Like it's like <laughs> he has this combination that's awkward because when it gets to that point, did, 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 did step up? Oh no no no, I can't step up. Like you didn't, you 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 can't, you can't do both, and that's why it's a very weird person. That's why to me, that's why Brett Favre struggled. One of the people who struggled to retire. It's hard to retire from a game. When you spend your whole life constantly proving yourself and trying to prove yourself to yourself mm. most of the time, mm. and so I, I, again we're closing. But I, like I said, it's confidence is different than arrogance. Absolutely, I, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, any last words, gentlemen, and/or we could do uh, <clears throat> shout-outs. I guess if y'all want to go around before we get off of here, we can start with you, Young Dev. Uh, any shout-outs? Yeah, um, we could we could uh well not shout-outs yet, but we we can uh I guess closing remarks is that uh. It was definitely interesting to see just the different uh, and ways and different types of egotistical ways in hip hop. So, very uh, shout out to this episode for that and just giving that as as a topic. You know, a lot of people don't think about some of the things that we actually discuss. So that's that's what makes it very interesting. Just to get some views, and of course, we want to hear you guys' views out there uh, on the internet, as uh, some other podcasts would say. Um, but yeah. Um, Definitely shout out to this episode for just going into that as a topic because uh, it's a lot of things that plays into the success and the achievements, as we say, and the greatness of different uh, artists. Mr. Mylon Drake, sorry, you got anything else? Uh, I will. I will save the uh, TQ. Um, I mean the TCQ comment for you. I'm assuming you're gonna talk about that. Um, Brother, go ahead, brother. No, no, no. I will. No, no, I'm done. Brother, I don't done. have anything, brother. Go ahead. At any rate, uh, I, I think just want to shout out uh, folks who are you know out here, real freedom fighters. Uh, 
and I'm not talking about the movie with Freedom Riders with the um, please don't reference <laughs> anything to have to do with me in that movie. Um, I'm talking about folks who are out here in these streets uh, trying to save these kids, be voices for the voiceless. Um, continued shout out to people who stand for stuff, man. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, this election has kind of kicked us in the gonads, uh, and folks are struggling. People are struggling, like to to even try to understand what's going on. Um, but there's still people standing, and there's other things that are happening in the world. Um, again, just want to shout out those folks who are still standing up for themselves around this uh, this pipeline situation in Dakota. Um, that was uh, gonna be, okay, yeah. so I stole that one, brother. But yeah, just, you know, you know, you got to stand up. And, and again, legacy is those people who are being sprayed with water in 25 degree, you know, below weather. Uh, or not below, but it's it's cold. I don't want to say 25 below. That's that's pretty. That's freezing. But it is cold, and they are being sprayed with water and not having f access to food. And they're doing what needs to be done. And a lot of us are Americans are you know complaining about this election that's already over. Like, look, man, get, <laughs> get to work, B. Got to get to work. So, um, just shout out to people who stand up. Uh, continue to support those. If you don't know about the Dakota Access Pipeline protest, Google it. It's it's out there. Um, but yeah, definitely. For so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I was gonna I was just gonna do that in the in the you know we're recording this the day after um, what what is known uh, in our country as Thanksgiving, <clears throat> but um, you know we we try to be sensitive to the fact that we know that for a lot of our um, our our native uh brethren i mean or what's the female version of brethren sisters i don't know uh that they uh yeah, we'll you know that, that that they that this is this is definitely not a time of celebration for them um so i was going to uh definitely mention the uh the the pipeline um situation and all of those who are who are continuing to fight against that um also, we we do uh, just recognize that Smiling did not want to acknowledge it for for whatever reason. Uh, Tribe Called Quest's uh, latest album dropped, so I'm sure that most folks have probably heard it out there by now. But just want to recognize, you know, Fife, um, R.I.P. to to him, and thank you, Tribe, for one last album. Uh, it, I mean, it would. I guess this was rolled out as if this was the the last one, the last go around. So, thank you for that. Uh, I I had at least a lot of. It wasn't the the best tribe album by any means, but definitely I think a lot of standout moments at least. Um, mm -hmm. So just appreciate them for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I I, I I will wrap it up. I don't think I have any other official shout outs um, from there. So we're gonna push. Uh, be, be sure to to again Facebook. Uh, Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. Um, the uh, you could get all every single episode, including this one, at hiphoproundtable.podbean.com. You can find us on iTunes. Just search Hip Hop Roundtable. You can uh, catch us on Instagram uh, at Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. Be sure to connect with us any way you can. Um, and we're gonna keep making sure that we pushing out uh, some great episodes. Uh, be sure to comment, rate, subscribe, do all those things. We want to hear what you have to say about any of this. Did we hit on every single topic on Ego? Did we miss a lot? We probably missed a lot, so let us know what your thoughts are, what you agree with, what you don't agree with, anything like that. You can also email us at hhrt 
podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're going to push our chairs back from the round table. We'll holler at y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace. <laughs>